to the HMS Podcast. We have the November Principal Report Review uh, to talk about today. We'll have a lot of uh, guests in. We have Easton Daly, fourth grade student, in to talk about his appearance at the October board meeting where he led the board in the Pledge of Allegiance and spoke a little bit about his role here as uh, our morning weather person who reviews the weather and and, and informs the students. We also have Mike Dullen, PTA president, in to talk about the year-long schedule where you can become members and uh, all things related to PTA. Our newest segment is with Brooks Benson called The Coach's Corner, and this will follow a similar format, but as it relates to HYAA and all the opportunities uh, hooks that students have here in town. So Brooks will go over kind of the year-long timeline of uh, sign-ups and uh, schedules for the various sports. All right, our first guest is Easton Daly. Easton Daly is a fourth grade student. Welcome to the podcast, Easton. Oh, thank you, Mr. Largy. Thank you for being here. So for those of you who missed the school board meeting in October, Easton uh, was the Hooks Memorial School representative who led the board in the pledge, um, but we also spoke a little bit about Easton and one of his passions. So here's a clip from the school board meeting in case you missed it. Mr. Largy, would you like to introduce our, our student to that tonight? Yes, absolutely. With us, come on up, Easton. We have Easton Daly from Miss um, Peach's class in fourth grade. And Easton, come on, you can sit right here. Um, Easton is, like I said, fourth grade student, very unique student. And um, over my time at, at Collie, one thing I really liked about Collie was how students get involved in, you know, other things in the community other than the academic piece at school. And um, when I met Easton as a third grader last year, getting out of his parents' car, a parent uh, drop-off, uh, he began to tell Mr. Hinkle and I about the weather each day. So um, we thought instantly, perfect opportunity. Who doesn't want to hear about the weather? So Easton every morning does our, this is Easton Daily, he does our daily, daily update with the weather. <laughs> um, and uh, really looking to do what we do with Easton to other students, but having them find kind of their passion and celebrate it in no better way than to be on the loudspeaker every day at school. Um, he's made a few early predictions for uh, snowstorms uh, and cancellations. <laughs> so we've had to Easton tell him that that's a possibility. Uh, or I think last year he called the first um, possibility of no jacket recess. So, uh, but he, I will tell you, uh, is extremely prepared every day, has done his research. Well, Easton, it was a lot of fun to have you at the board meeting uh, last month. What did you think of being at the board meeting and speaking with the adults? Well, um, it was pretty exciting because, like, I've always wanted to be in an important school meeting or something like that. Well, yeah, it was definitely an important school meeting, and you you did a great job. Um, How far back have you been interested in weather? At what age do you think you, you started becoming interested in weather? Um, back in like 2015, when I was like two or three years old, a big storm had hit in the summer. So I had a bunch of weather apps tracking the lightning and stuff that was happening. And then my mom just asked me, why don't you be a weatherman? And I said, yes. Well, that's a great idea. And you certainly have taken that passion and run with it. Um, I can tell you, you do a great job here every day, uh, reporting the weather to all of our students. And, and it was a pleasure to have you uh, joined the, uh, the board meeting last month. So thank you very much. Before you leave us, one more thing, if you don't mind leaving us with your, your closing tagline. Well, all righty, Mr. Largy. This is what I say. Good morning. This is Easton. 
Today's what today's high temperature is going to be 67 degrees. Today we will have cloudy skies with the possible chance of rain. We were we are looking forward to two days of rain and that's your daily update. Well, there you have it, Easton. Another great performance, and that one was without the script. So, excellent job. Thank you for joining us. All right. Well, we're excited to have Mike Dellen, the PTA president with us, the Parent Teacher Association. Uh, welcome, Mike. Uh, thank you. It's great to be here. All right. What would be some of the success stories coming out of last year? How did you guys wrap up as a as a as a group last year? Sure. Uh, you know, last year we ended with the color run, a huge effort from uh, Jed Lawyer, and we plan on bringing that again this year. That was a great fundraising thing for us. Uh, we end, we try to end every year on not necessarily a zero balance on our, our sheet, but we are a nonprofit, so we try to put all that money back in the community, and we were running pretty low. Uh, so the, the Color Run was our biggest fundraiser to date. I think it was somewhere around thirteen dollars or $14,000 by the time we were done. Uh, several hundred people showed up. Uh, tons of cool pictures. If you haven't seen them yet, they're on the Hooks at PTA Facebook page. And good time. A lot of great feedback from it. So we're looking forward to doing that again this year in June. Yeah, that's a, it's a student favorite as well. We do a, like you said, Jen Lawyer did a great job of that. And, and she came in and did a presentation, I think, for each of the schools. So the students got a little taste of uh, what the, the colored powder and, and all that <laughs> stuff is. So they had a great time here at school with it. And I know a lot of them did uh, participate for the actual event. Um, how... Tougher last kind of last couple of years looked had a different look and feel to it probably, but as it relates to membership for last year and then looking at this year, um, was membership on the the incline last year and, and what does it look like for this year? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, COVID and the schools being relatively shut down to uh, visitors, volunteers, anyone who wanted to come in definitely posed some challenges to us. We changed some of our events to. Uh, non-contact or drive-through type of events. Uh, that was really well received in a lot of ways. It gave us a lot of really interesting ideas for the future. Um, but our membership numbers definitely suffered. We were able to still raise funds, but not as much as we had in prior years. Last year, with everything coming back to relatively in-person, uh, you know, we were able to increase the numbers from 2020-2021 uh, school year. Um, this year, we're doing really well. A lot of folks, we had our Underhill Ice Cream Social uh, the last few weeks ago uh, to coincide with their open house. And we had a lot of folks sign up right then and there as we were doing ice cream. Uh, if you're a PTA member, you got your ice cream for free. Otherwise, it was 2 bucks yep. uh, a bowl and you know, 15 bucks for a family. Uh, not too, too bad right now. If you're in person, it's about $15. Bucks. Um, and that's definitely helped drive our numbers up. You'll see a lot more membership drives coming from us. Uh, something people don't necessarily realize is the majority of that money, I think it's around $14, actually goes to the national and state PTA. So the membership numbers don't necessarily fund our events okay. uh, or anything that we do, but they do help us demonstrate that we're an active PTA and maintain our status with the state and with the national PTA, uh, which keeps us open to grants and sponsorships and stuff that we get from uh, the support that we get from the state level and, and beyond. So. What are some of the um, opportunities you have to give back? So you, you have those awesome opportunities like the fun run, but how does that money go back directly to, to the students? Sure, yeah, uh, that's a great question. You know, one of the things that we try to do is uh, we meet with, with you guys, the principals, at the start of the year. Um, 
and try to plan out some of the events and some of the major asks. One of the things that we often try to do is fund the uh, field trips that, that happen. So we provide uh, some funding and some grants for buses or uh, admission to events. Sometimes if the events come here, we'll pay for the event outright. Um, some of the on-site events, uh, brain games we pay for. Uh, I think we paid for the tiger um, here. bullying here at, at Memorial. Um, as well as teacher grants, those are always incredibly popular uh, with, with the teachers. We help offset the cost of anything that they may want to do that fits in the curriculum but isn't necessarily uh, covered by the, the school budgets. Right. Um, so about $2,500 every like half year yep. goes to uh, funding teachers' hopes and dreams, I guess, for, for what they'd like to do with their classrooms or even outside of them. So the money definitely gets brought back in to the schools uh, as really anywhere and everywhere that we can. Uh, we do grade level grants. Um, you know, our, our overall goal is to raise what we can to support the asset that we get from the schools and to end you know, without profit is, is always what we want to do. We want to keep a baseline amount of money so that there's something if, if the schools need support yep. without notice. But... Um, you know, we, we definitely try to end under a couple thousand dollars for an organization that tries to raise 25 to 40 a year. That's not too bad. No, nope. Our students definitely, I know brain games across the board, K-8 has been a, a huge success and we appreciate that coming back and here at Memorial with uh, the Tiger Assembly. Um, but yeah, we've seen uh, the support for our teachers and like you said, things that are in line with the curriculum but might fall outside of um, the typical uh, stuff purchased for that. But so... Um, that we certainly appreciate all. Uh, so what about uh, vacancies within the organization? Are you looking for, for people to step up? Yeah, absolutely. You know, as a volunteer-based organization, um, you know, every position that we have on the board and the association as a whole, uh, as well as anything that we have going on for events, we can always use volunteers to step up. You know, we had five open positions, uh, six open positions, until recently, uh, I do want to thank our newest members, our secretary, Jen DeCampo, our newest membership coordinator, Andrew Choi, fundraising, Elise Hooley, uh, and our publicity, uh, just publicist, I guess, uh, Caitlin Ellison. Those are incredibly important positions for us, especially publicity. Um, you know, we had a lot of folks who did a fantastic job for us the last few years who have either moved on, their kids are out of the district or out of the schools here, or you know, just professional life. Uh, kind of steps in or it's time to step out and let someone else take a shot at it and um, you know these folks stepped up and are, are really helping us out here but we still do have a couple of open positions in the reflections chair the enrichment chair as well as a vice president if anyone wants to to step up and help that'd be fantastic if you know that kind of commitment for folks is is too much to be on the board that's understandable uh, you know we're always looking for folks who want to run an individual event or volunteer at an event, you know, things like the color run. If you want to come throw colored powder <laughs> in kids' faces and, and add adults that you might know, then that's always a good time. Yeah. Uh, anything, honestly, is, is definitely helpful, and it gives people an opportunity to meet the fantastic staff we have here, our, our teachers, our administrators, and even some of the other folks in the schools who uh, you don't necessarily interact with all the time. It's it's pretty great. So Yeah. So, uh, like you said, you mentioned... Um, open house at at Underhill, mm -hmm. uh, I believe, uh, is 
some some members were at the um, uh, parent teacher conference day at Hooks Memorial School, and then also looking ahead to uh, Expo Night at, at Hooks Memorial. But if if parents are looking for information shy of uh, running into you know members at in town, where can where can parents go to to find out membership information or uh, maybe about your monthly meetings? Sure. Uh, folks are on Facebook, the Hooksit New Hampshire PTA Facebook page. Um, just ask to join. We try to keep folks who spam out. So there's just a few membership questions about if you live in town, if your kid's in the district, and who their teacher might be. Uh, and then you, know, you get let in, and all the information, all of our events and photos and stuff are published in there, our meeting minutes, the Zoom links for all of our meetings. Uh, we do hold our meetings by Zoom. Even when we do in-person meetings, they're still on Zoom, so the folks who have busy schedules can still attend and keep up to date with PTA events uh, because it's not always as simple as running out to something on a Monday night at 8 o'clock. So right. uh, you know, there's that as well as the Hooks at New Hampshire PTA website, which is just, I believe, hooksitpta.org. Um, that's actually where a lot of our stuff is run through, so things like Spiritware come through there. Um, our store opens up on there for Spiritware twice a year, as well as memberships are purchased directly through the website there as well. Yeah, terrific. We, um, speaking, you know, for, for all schools, but certainly Hooks and Memorial School, uh, we see the direct um, benefit to, to partnering with the PTA and in, in, in some of those grant opportunities, like you said, for our for our staff members, but also the, um, the fun and exciting things that the students get to participate in and, and, and help support the school. So uh, we appreciate having you in and Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, and for anyone who's looking for, for stuff that's upcoming, we will have uh, the Meadow Farms fundraiser coming. Spiritware will be opening soon as well. Uh, Father-daughter dance should be early next year for, I believe, K through 5 is our target. And you're looking um, for, a, was it a February date? Yep, somewhere in early year, probably February. Uh, all of our meetings are on the third Monday at 8 p.m. The Zoom link's there for anyone who wants it. Uh, January will be the 23rd because of the holiday mm-hmm. on the Monday. Uh, and then everyone's favorite event, the color run, will be June 4th. So and that'll be at Collie again? That'll be at Collie again. Uh, keep an eye out for that one. That's going to be um, a lot of fun again. You know, it's it was definitely a blast last year for those who were there. And, uh, you know, it's Great. something we're looking forward to. So yeah. thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Here with us now is Dean Wayman and Violet LaRossi from Mrs. Godbout's class. And I understand you guys had a, a fun time in one of your recent projects Um in combination with Mr. Rivet's class, as you all are studying ancient cultures in the Americas. Uh, so the culminating activity uh, that you guys did was participate in an archaeological dig, as I understand it, yeah, looking yes. for artifacts. So, Violet, what was one of your favorite parts about the, the project? One of my favorite parts was using the tools to find it. The awesome. Objects. What kind of uh, tools did you use and what kind of objects did you find? So everyone found different objects, but the tools were some toothbrushes, um, paintbrushes, and diggers like that you would use in your garden. That you would use in your garden. Awesome. So a little paint a little picture uh, for us where this happened, Violet, and uh, in, in how it got set up, maybe. So it was set up by using a bunch of grids in our sandbox. So some of you may have seen it all taped off. Yeah. Lots of caution tape. Yeah, I believe Mr. Rivet came in early that day to use some caution tape and set up a grid. And speaking of that, um, Dean, what was some of the the challenges 
as far as um, completing this archaeological dig. So once you found the items, you had to examine really closely, and sometimes it was hard to find all the little details that you had to draw a picture from. So after you found the, the items, you documented them by drawing? Yes. So awesome. So um, what is one thing you'll take away from this project? I'll go to each of you, but what's one thing you'll take away this project that kind of made a lasting memory for you? I feel like it was really exciting to finally find something, but it, it's also hard work to try to find those things. Nice. Yeah. What about you? Like, one of the objects I found was, like, really cool because we found, like, an animal jaw. So I'll always treasure that memory. The animal jaw, very nice. Well, I appreciate you guys coming in, and uh, thank you for joining us. But uh, uh, kudos to Mrs. Godbout and Mr. Rivet for, for setting up that awesome learning experience that you guys got to yeah. take what you were using in the classroom and apply it outside in, in real life. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. For our newest segment, we have Brooks Benson here with us with the Coach's Corner. And Brooks is going to join us periodically throughout the course of the year to talk about HYAA, our Hooksit Youth Athletic Association, uh, sports regarding registration and uh, season updates and, and type of stuff like that. So we are very excited to have Brooks. Brooks, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit about sports that have happened. So can you tell us about a season that just wrapped up? So the flag football season for um, fall sports, um, the season just wrapped up. Um, good, Nice job, Underhill Division Memorial, uh, Collie, and High School. Yeah, they had their uh, Super Bowls, I believe, uh, the weekend of the, the 6th or 7th or something like that. So it was a great turnout. Uh, a lot of great uh, student-athletes came out to participate, so it was a great season. So take us into winter and, and what the winter has in, in, in store for us for sports. So the next flag football um, season, which is starting in the spring, will be um, flag football registration will open in, this, will open in December. Season starts April 30th, and then... 2023. Yep, perfect. And then what else uh, this season for, for sports? Um, so basketball registrations. Um, travel basketball has already, it's, the room is closed, season's already started. So we're going in basketball registrations for rec has op- is opened November 10th. Um, mm-hmm. Tryouts start November 12th. Right, so it looks like uh, registration. It's coming to the end for rec basketball, and that uh, about in that um, registration ends November tenth. There's still time to do that, and then evals are November twelfth. Once you register for rec basketball, so what else for uh, winter sports? So we got baton twirling. Spring season will start in April. Yeah, and I also heard that there's a possible club at Collie starting. Uh, this this yes. winter for baton twirling. So that's very yes. exciting. What about as we look into the spring? So we got lacrosse over here. Spring registrations will start January. These seasons... I think uh, I think they start in late April. In late April yeah. with clinics taking place during month the monthly of the month of February through March. Clinics will be held on Friday nights, February 7th to March 31st. Very good. So that's a spring sport of lacrosse, and I think we have a couple more in uh, the spring. So we got baseball over here. Um, registrations 
open soon, we, but we know the season starts in spring. So what about softball? Registrations are during the month of March and April. Games start after April vacation. Winter clinics start March. Hitting and pitching lessons start in January. Very nice. Well, Brooks, thank you very much for the update. We will, uh, I think we, we did not have enough information about every sport offered through HYA, but as we get that information after the uh, HYA, HYAA meets for their, um, their regular meetings, they'll next give us more meetings. information. Yeah, their next meeting, and we will continue to uh, help to promote and, and make sure, uh, you know, some of the students here at our school are getting active in some of the opportunities they have with HYAA. But if you need more information for HYAA, you can, you can find that at hyaasports.org, and that'll bring you to their main page where you can uh, check out specific information about specific sports on each individual tab. So again, thank you, Brooks. We will have you in, like I said, periodically throughout the year to give us updates, but uh, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. All right. Have a good day. And for our final segment, we have Mr. Hinkle with us with Mark Your Calendar. Hey everybody, so we have some important dates coming up, and we've had some important dates pass us by. On the 8th, it was nice to see parents here on uh, Parent-Teacher Conference Day. Nice to get folks in the building. On the 10th, we had our beautiful Veterans Day Assembly, and that was put on by the Social Studies Committee, so kudos to them. That was a great time to honor our veterans. No school on the 11th, Veterans Day. And then... Uh, looking ahead, 11-23, the 23rd, we're going to start our Thanksgiving break. A few days off there. And then we're into December right away. And December 7th, our first trimester ends. And that is also the same day on the 7th that we have our winter concert, HMS Winter Concert, over at Collie Middle School. So mark your calendars for those. This is your friendly neighborhood assistant principal with Mark Your Calendar. And to take us out here is a little sneak preview of our concert with our chorus.